Welcome to the Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys have had a fantastic grounded week or weekend, depending on when you're listening to this. Pun intended, as we're going to continue with the theme of grounding. As promised, we're going to continue on on this book by Clint Ober called Earthing, the most important health discovery ever. But before we get into that, I'm just going to give you guys a little update on what I've been doing from a grounding standpoint. So reading this book, of course, is very captivating and interesting from a health standpoint, but especially from a quantum health standpoint in terms of accruing free electrons for our health as an anti-inflammatory to optimize mitochondrial health and energy production. And of course, the implications of that alone are massive for health and well-being. So this is kind of a double-edged sword. A, by reading this book, I have gone ahead and I went to Clint Ober's website, which is earthing.com. That's where I've purchased my grounding products that I got last week. (laughs) I paid the extra bucks to have them overnighted because I ordered it on Thursday and I wanted to beat the weekend so I could start using them ASAP. So I got them Friday and I caught a couple of grounding mats. So A, I can be grounding 100% of the time at my desk and I have a standing desk. I stand most of the time, sometimes sit, but but mostly stand. And so I'm grounding 100% of the time I'm at my desk, whereas before I was just standing at my desk and working and plugging and chugging away for hours and hours on end. And I would look outside, especially in the summer and the beautiful time up here in Montana, and just be kind of at dismay that I'm inside here working away and not getting my uh, grounding in or being out in the sunlight as much, but especially the grounding because I thought you had to be two feet on the earth's surface to, to get those benefits. But of course, learning from Clint Ober and in this book, they have products where that's not necessary anymore. I can get the exact same benefits as standing out on Mother Nature outside, but while at my desk. And so, again, that's kind of a double-edged sword because I don't want to be at my desk any longer than I have to, but at least I'm getting the benefits of grounding I was not getting before. And I say it's a double-edged sword because I'm ecstatic that now I can ground, but I'm frustrated at myself (laughs) because I could have been doing this for years and years and years prior it was kind of brought to my attention. I was just interviewed this morning by a girl over in Italy. We talked about red light therapy and I was telling her about all the excitement I was having with grounding. And, you know, it dawned upon me that, whoa, we're coming up on four years of BioLite. And so that's four years of a lot of time at the computer, working and plugging away on various aspects of the business, not to mention the podcast. And it's like all of that time, all of that energy I was spending And it really does deteriorate your health, whether you want to look at it from a mental or physical health standpoint. But I could have been grounding all of those hours, all of those days and weeks and months and years to this point that I was working on the business. And I didn't start doing that until the last four or five days now. So it's kind of frustrating that I didn't do this sooner, but better late than never. And that's why I'm bringing this three, it's probably going to be a three-part series on grounding to you guys, because I want you guys to know about the many health benefits of grounding and how simple and free it is. You don't need these products, but I would advocate for them if you're inside or at a desk a lot. So to finish my thought there with products on earthing.com, I got a couple of floor mats. So I got one at my desk and then I have one that I kind of float around the house, whether I'm at the dining room table, whether I'm working away or playing a game or eating a meal so I can be grounded there. And then I can also move that around to the living room whenever I'm reading a book in one of the chairs or on the couch, I can have my feet down and grounded. And then lastly, I did get a king size mattress pad cover so that my wife and I can be grounded whenever we're sleeping. So I think if I were to choose one, that would be the one because you're, you're sleeping in bed anywhere from, you know, seven to nine or 10 hours, depending on how long you're in bed or sleep. So that's a lot of time you could be grounded every single day. But of course, if you're at the computer a lot, you might spend six to eight to 10 to 12 hours at your computer every day. So I think in a perfect world, you'd want both a uh, mattress pad or a mattress sheet and some pads. And they're really not that expensive. I think it was $99 for a two pack of floor mats and then around $239, I believe, for the king size mattress pad. I also got pillowcases that I have not used yet. I want to see what happens with just 
the King mattress pad first, and I'm tracking my metrics with my BioStrap that I've been using for a couple years now. So I'm very interested to see, A, with the quality of my sleep consistently going forward, and then B, how does it impact my HRV sleeping grounded on a consistent basis? And so far, I've been on a nice string of high-quality sleep nights. I was kind of on a string before the grounding, but I think that's helped perpetuate it and make it easier. And my HRV is consistently creeping up. Notoriously, especially compared to my wife, her HRV is consistently in the 100s, whether it's 100, 110, 120. Mine is consistently in the 50s, 60s, 70s. On a really good day, it'll it'll be in the 80s. So I'm interested to see how my HRV is impacted with sleeping grounded and then, of course, being grounded more consistently throughout the day. Because as was discussed, I believe, in that first solo sewed last week, if not, we'll, we'll speak about it this week, but essentially you need to be grounded as often as possible to accrue the benefits. And it's one of those things where once you disconnect, you lose those benefits, kind of like a light switch. You, you turn the light off, it's completely off. Once you disconnect from the earth or you disconnect from grounding, then you lose those benefits, uh, so to speak. Not that you regress in health, but you're no longer getting those free electrons into your body. As Clint Ober says, you want to be grounded as long as possible, as often as possible. So yes, while you're sleeping, and then throughout the day as often as possible, which is why I got those mats for myself personally, A, for my desk, but then B, where are the other spots in my house that I frequently spend time? And for me, it's the dining room table and the living room. So compared to what I was doing before, especially in these winter months where it's outside and it's dreary and there's no sun and it's cold and our landscape is covered in snow and it's consistently in the teens or 20 degrees. It's not very motivating to go outside and ground, although I probably should because then you get some nice cold therapy or cryotherapy as well. But regardless, for convenience and consistency, these mats are amazing. It's a very small investment for what they can potentially do for your health. My quick report on using them for four or five days is that my HRV has already started to creep up a little bit on a consistent basis. And B, my body just feels better. It feels lighter. That's the way I would explain it. I'm in my early 30s. It's not like I have any major aches or pains or or I'm dealing with an injury or, or pain per se. But even as you start getting into your late 20s, your early 30s, your mid to late 30s, I imagine, your joints don't feel as spry or as much vitality as when you were in your teens and Uh, even early 20s. I mean, even just getting up from a chair or walking around, your knees or your ankles or your lower back and have just like a little bit of a a crick or just a little bit of, I don't want to call it an ache or a pain because it's a very, very, very low level sort of thing. But if you're working out a lot or you stand a lot like I do at a desk, I think those joints can kind of take a little bit of a wear and tear. And again, very low level. But that was a long-winded way of saying those types of little aches or cricks in your joints, so to speak, are basically gone for me. So that's what I mean by I feel lighter. And even from working out, going on runs or playing basketball, which I like to do, some pickup basketball or even lifting weights, my muscles and my joints recover so much quicker, at least in the last handful of days that I've been grounding. And again, just on a consistent basis, getting out of bed or getting up from a chair or getting up from sitting for a long period of time, I can uh, stand for a long period of time at my desk now and I don't have those aches in my my knees or my back like I like I used to. Those are basically eradicated. And I've only been doing this going on four days now. So again, I'll report next week when I record the third solo so to this three-part series on grounding. And I'll give you another update because at that point, it'll be close to 12 days or so, I should say. And I imagine my HRV will continue to creep up and my body will continue to feel lighter and just better recovered and better to take on the stresses of daily physical activity. And another thing I'll add that I've also noticed in this short period of time is that my mind and my brain is a little more clear and uplifted. Again, that's how I'd explain it. A little more energy and maybe a little more positivity. And the only thing I've changed again has been the grounding. So so those would be my big takeaways from grounding at my desk and in my house and in my bed is my body and my joints feel lighter. My brain, meaning like my mental outlook and or my positivity, so to speak, is is up. My joints and whatnot are just feeling better. I would almost call it cleaner in a way, if that, that makes sense. Cleaner and lighter do my joints feel. And so that's my quick update on grounding. Again, 
as much as I'm bullish and excited about light therapy, grounding has to be a part of your health regimen. It's a very cheap investment. Again, you don't even need to invest in these products. You can go outside. But again, as Clint Ober says, you need to be grounding as often as possible for as long as possible to get the best benefits. So, so again, I'm not even looking to heal or cure anything. I just want to feel as good as possible for as long as possible. But if you are dealing with some sort of diagnosis or illness or or you're trying to mitigate or reverse or prevent these types of things from happening, then I highly, highly recommend you do look into the grounding products. I will be getting a pad for my dog as well because he just turned two last week and he's been riddled with a consistent seems to be some sort of fungal allergy or allergic to something, whether it's in his food or in his environment. And he does spend a lot of time indoors because we don't have a fenced yard where I live right now. So he's not outside as much as he should. So I'm wondering if grounding is part of the issue, meaning he spends too much time indoors. So I'm going to get a grounding pad for my dog and see how he responds, see if that kind of helps clear up some of his health issues as well. I'd have to think that it surely will, but I'll keep you guys updated next week on myself as far as how I'm feeling. Well, guys, the holiday season may be over, but you can still save big. We've had this for some time now. BioLite has what's called bundles. So simply go to the BioLite website, BioLite.shop, go under products, and there will be a tab for bundles. With each of these bundles, there's three of them, you save 20% off on the entire package. For example, we have the Beauty Bundle, which includes a Shine and Stand, a Guardian Plus, and the Longev Revive Cream. So that bundle of three products, you save 20% off the entire package. There's the Recovery Bundle. That includes the Recharge Plus panel, the Guardian mouthpiece, and then the Longev Recover Cream. And that Recover Cream is just like the Revive Cream, except it has added CBD oil infused into it. That package of three items all comes at 20% off. And then the last bundle, which is the most versatile bundle in the sense that you get to pick and choose what products you want. You get to pick and choose from the Recharge Plus panel, the Restore Plus panel, or the Matrix Full Body Mat. And then you get to choose between the Guardian and Guardian Plus. And then you get to choose between the Revive and the Recover Cream. It also includes the Shine and Stand, so you get to choose between black and silver. By purchasing those four products in the Ultimate Bundle, you save 20% off all of the products. You also save 20% off shipping. So literally, the entire package and shipping is 20% off. So if you're ever needing some red light therapy products and are looking for a discount, just remember, the bundles are always 20% off. 365 days a year, no coupon code necessary. That's the update for the time being, and let's move on to the next part of this book, which is connecting the dots, and we're going to do just that. And so here's the nuts and bolts of, of earthing. A study published in 2005 by electrical engineer Roger Applewhite confirmed two highly significant facts. One, electrons move from the earth to the body and vice versa when the body is grounded. This effect is sufficient to maintain the body at the same electrical potential as the earth. Two, grounding powerfully reduces alternating current voltages induced on the body by ambient electromagnetic fields. So A, by being grounded, you're getting a nice influx of electrons, and then B, by grounding, you're reducing the alternating current relative to EMFs. So you're giving yourself a, an anti-EMF protection as well. But moving along here, earthing, either with the patches or the bed sheet, reduces the immediate environmental electrical potential by a factor of at least 70. And again, that's in terms of EMFs. So that's another thing I purchased that I wanted to mention that I have not used yet are the patches that are referred to in this book. So it's literally an electrode patch, just like you'd use as a physical therapist or if you're using a TENS unit or muscular stimulation type of unit, neuromuscular stimulation, I should say is that you have these electrode patches that you hook up to a grounded outlet, just like you do with these products. So you plug them into an electrical outlet, but the top two parts of the three-prong outlet, which is what gives you the electrical charge, are plastic. And the only thing that goes into the outlet that's metal is the grounding rod, so to speak. So the only thing that's going into the outlet is the grounding aspect. So there are no EMFs in these products. You're only being tapped into the grounding aspect 
of this technology. So that's what these patches are as well. You can literally put them on the bottom of your feet so you get that plantar surface with all those nerve endings, or you can put it directly at to the site of your pain. Let's say you have neck pain or shoulder pain. You put the electrode exactly on that spot and then hook it up to uh, something that's plugged into an outlet that's only for the grounding aspect. So thus, you're grounding just that part of your body that has pain. And according to Clint Obert and his anecdotes and, and research, you get some powerful anti-inflammatory and powerful pain-relieving results or effects because of those patches. So when we're talking about patches, that's what we're alluding to. But I'll reread that last sentence about EMFs. Earthing, either with the patches or the bedsheet, reduced the immediate environmental electrical potential by a factor of at least 70. Thus, in one study, the earth connection was shown to serve as a source of beneficial electrons and, at the same time, as a shield preventing environmental electric fields from creating disruptive electric potentials on the body. And so that's another big thing. I'm stepping away from the book here. That's another big thing, especially for a person like me that works at a desk. I'm surrounded by a laptop, I have an iPad, I have a cell phone. And who knows what else out in the invisible air, so to speak, that I can't see that my cells are being bombarded by on an EMF level. And so that's a huge effect of grounding. A, the electrons, which we've gone over ad nauseum, the benefits of taking in as many electrons as possible, giving yourselves as much of a negative charge as possible from a health perspective, from an anti-inflammatory perspective. But also when you're grounded, there's an anti-EMF mechanism at play as well. So not only are you accruing electrons, but you're staving off the negative side effects of EMFs as well. But moving along in the book, the subtitle here is Earthing Trumps EMFs. In recent years, there has been much discussion in scientific circles and in the media about the possible health effects from the exposure to man-made EMFs. Because of widespread interest in this issue, we would like to take a moment and attempt to shed additional light on the subject in relation to grounding. All of us live immersed in an unseen sea of human-generated EMFs. They are everywhere, in our houses, workplaces, and outdoors, primarily produced by the electrical power grid. In North America, the grid produces EMFs vibrating at 60 hertz. Existing wires inside the walls produce EMFs even when the appliances are not connected. The potential for interference in our bodies varies from person to person and in different location depending on the intensity of the fields. Within an ungrounded body, electrons and other charged particles react with the EMFs present in the immediate environment producing unnatural perturbations. When a person is grounded, the body is shielded from these perturbations by the Earth's electrons. Some individuals are ultra-sensitive and can be severely affected. This electrical hypersensitivity cannot be explained by any known mechanisms as the threshold for known interactions is at least 50 times higher than actual exposure levels. Nevertheless, we believe that hypersensitivity is a real phenomenon that may be related to stress and the disconnect with the earth. In chapter 12, you will read a dramatic story of debilitating electrical hypersensitivity. To us, the ungrounded body floats in a tempest of random electrical energies and operates unstably like a leaf in the wind. The Applewhite study we just described showed that when the body is directly connected to the earth, it is essentially shielded from electropollution. This finding confirms what is generally accepted in basic physics and also substantiates what we learned while doing the cortisol study described in chapter 5. In that experiment, 12 subjects were grounded to the earth during sleep. Their electrical field-induced body voltage from exposure to common electrical wiring and cords near their beds was measured before and after grounding. What most people don't realize is that if you sleep with a lamp, clock, or radio next to your bed, the electric field from the wires will extend out to your body even if the appliances are turned off. As measured by a voltmeter, in the bedrooms of the study subjects, that was an average of about 3.3 volts pre-grounding. The level was significantly reduced, averaging 0.007 volts when subjects slept on the grounded bed pads. The stark differences and protective effect of grounding are summarized in the following table. So I'm going to read some of these numbers off, not all of them, but just so you guys get an idea. And this is what they were just talking about with the volts 
pre-grounded versus the volts after grounded. And of course, as you can tell, you want the lowest volts as possible because then your body is not taking in those EMFs. The title of this table is electrical field induced voltage created on a subject's body while lying in their own beds. And for one subjects, the volts before grounding was 3.94, after was 0.003. Another subject was 1.47 volts, afterwards it was 0.001 volts, and that's with grounding. Another subject, before grounding, they were at 5.98 volts. Volts after grounding, 0.02. And just one more, you guys get the point though, volts before grounding, 3.64, volts after grounding, 0.006. And so the average with the 12 subjects was, uh, beforehand was 3.27 volts, afterwards was 0.007 volts, as was outlined in the book. So clearly, being grounded while you're sleeping is, again, not just for the grounding benefits of electrons, but as an anti-EMF protector. So moving on in the book, our conclusion is further supported by the findings of a team of researchers from the Imperial College in London and the University of Washington's Department of Environmental and Occupational Health Sciences. In a 2007 report, they said that measurements in an office setting showed that the electrical energies people are exposed to indoors for large periods of time escalate the risk of infection, stress, and degenerative diseases and reduce oxygen uptake and activity levels. The quote here is, The nature of electromagnetic environments that most humans are now regularly exposed to has changed dramatically over the past century and often bears little resemblance to those created in nature, they wrote. In particular, the increased masking shielding of individuals from beneficial types of natural electromagnetic phenomena, i.e. the Earth, the presence of synthetic materials that can gain strong charge and increase exposures to inappropriate electrical field levels and polarities have greatly altered the electromagnetic nature of the microenvironments many individuals usually occupy. Of course, that was a long-winded way of saying not only have we disconnected ourselves from Earth, but we have put ourselves inside buildings that not only disconnect us, but surround us by non-native EMF pollution. Just like malillumination, instead of being outside exposed to full-spectrum sunlight on a consistent basis, we instead decide to be indoors, shielded from the sun, and then to compound the negative effects of that, we surround ourselves by non-native light, whether it's the fluorescent lights in the office or this blue lit technology of, of the screens that we look at on a consistent basis. We've done a complete reversal that our cells and our biology is used to, both from a light environment perspective, but also disconnecting from Earth. Okay, so this is a pretty interesting concept as well. It's called the umbrella effect of earthing. And so the Applewhite study showed the protective effect of earthing against environmental electrical fields. Another way to think of this is an umbrella effect. Let us look for a moment at the electrical properties of the Earth's surface and the way Earth's energy influences our biology. In his classic Lectures on Physics from the early 1960s, Nobel Prize physicist Richard Feynman describes the Earth's subtle energies. The surface, as we have seen, has an abundance of electrons which give it a negative electrical charge. If you are standing outside on a clear day, wearing shoes, or standing on an insulating surface, like a wood or vinyl floor, there is an electrical charge of some 350 volts between the earth and the top of your head. And if you look at the picture here, if you're 5 foot 9, that 350 volts goes right through your ears. So it goes right through the middle of your head. And, and keep in mind, uh, it is about zero volts at ground level. So if you're wearing shoes, rubber-soled shoes, you're, and you're not grounding, it's zero volts at the ground, and then about 350 volts through your ear if you're 5'9". But moving along here, the answer is that air is a relatively poor conductor and has virtually no electrical current flow. If you are standing outside in your bare feet, you are earthed. Your whole body is the electrical contact with the Earth's surface. Your body is a relatively good conductor. Your skin and the Earth's surface make a continuous charged surface with the same electrical potential. Also notice in the drawing on the right that the charged area is pushed up and away from your head if you are grounded. Any object in direct contact with the Earth, a person, a dog, a tree, creates this shielding effect. The object is essentially residing within the protective umbrella of Earth's magical electric field. 
This protective phenomenon also occurs inside your house or office if you are connected to the earth with an earthing device like a bed pad. And so again, just to reference the picture, if you're not grounded, the 350 volts is going straight through your head, the zero volts is at your feet. If you are grounded, the zero volts is your entire body, and that 350 volts is up, 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 and away from your bed. So again, that shielding effect, just like we talked about with the bed pad, you want that anti-EMF protection. And so you get that shielding effect when you use a grounding pad in your bed because of what we just talked about here with the umbrella effect of earthing. So that's very powerful and important to know uh, in terms of what grounding can do for you when you're in your house. And then again, likewise, here as I'm near my desk, I'm getting the umbrella effect. I'm getting the anti-EMF effect as I stand on my grounding mat pad at my office here. And so moving along here to a different topic, the subtitle here is earthing produces unique electrical function in brain and muscles. And so the EEG and EMG readings, EEG for the brain, EMG for the muscles, uh, those readings show that grounding significantly influences the electrical activity of the brain and muscles, even within a mere half hour. In fact, dramatic changes were recorded almost instantly within two seconds of earthing. In the brain, there was an overall decrease in activity at all frequencies, with a crisp change showing that on the left side, the one associated with thinking. Thus, earthing appears to calm down the busy mind. As far as the muscles were concerned, earthing produced two intriguing results. Number one, participants with a high level of tension showed a decrease in muscle tension on both sides of the body. Individuals with little or no muscle tension showed an increase in tension. So the results suggest that grounding re-establishes a normal level of tension. Again, it kind of brings you back to a homeostasis or, or modulates to whatever your body needs. And so the finding paralleled the effect of the earlier cortisol study in which a normalization of the stress-related cortisol level was seen. So increased when needed, decreased when needed. And then number two, the grounded subjects, but not the ungrounded ones, showed large and very slow oscillations between 20 and 40 seconds per oscillation, depending on the individual. And this type of oscillation has never been seen before in physiology research. And keep in mind that the body operates electrically, including your muscles. Nerve impulses instruct muscle fibers to contract. The contractions naturally generate electricity and small mechanical vibrations, both of which produce fluctuating frequencies of electrical potential at the surface of the skin. And so the influence of earthing on muscles suggests more orderly and efficient activity, or the way I would think of it as a physical therapist is a more orderly and efficient firing of your muscles. We believe the findings may represent a normal mode of muscle function, not hitherto observed simply because no studies before have involved grounding subjects. So it's very interesting to get those, those kind of benefits for your muscles. And again, I think that's what I'm feeling with my joints. When I say I feel lighter, the tension around my joints has decreased. So my joints aren't getting as compressed as frequently. So not only are they getting not as compressed, uh, there's more blood flow and oxygen getting to the joint area and garbage and toxins getting out. And I think that's just an overall effect, again, of the grounding that improved blood flow, the increased ATP production, but also, like they're saying here, a more orderly and efficient activity of the muscles. So less tension in a more orderly fashion with the muscular contractions. The next subtopic here is earthing energizes major acupuncture channels. When we walk barefooted, the front part of the sole, so the closest to the ball of the foot, comes in connection with the earth. According to traditional Chinese medicine, this area includes a major acupuncture point known as kidney 1, or K1. The point is a major entryway for the absorption of earth qi, the earth's energy, and connects farther up in the body with the urinary bladder meridian, or UB. UB is an energy channel that reaches many of the most important organs and parts of the body, including the liver, diaphragm, heart, lungs, and brain, as well as a central meridian junction point in the back. In the second phase of the electrophysiology study described a moment ago, Dr. Chevillet and Mori took the same 58 participants and monitored them for nearly half hour while ungrounded and then another half hour while grounded. Electrode patches were placed at the K1 point, so the ball on their foot, thus stimulating or simulating walking barefooted on the ground. 
the researchers wired up each participant and took detailed electrical measurements at more than two dozen meridian points on the body. They found that grounding generated readings indicative of reduced inflammation and energized internal organs. The results further supported early findings showing reduction of internal organ tension and inflammation as well as increased parasympathetic activity in the nervous system. So increased parasympathetic activity means increased HRV, which means decreased stress. So this study suggests that expressways of electron transfer from the earth through the body run through highly conductive water control meridians involving the kidneys and bladder and the K1UB mainline connecting many parts and organs of the body. The report was published in the journal Subtle Energy and Energy Medicine in 2007. And then there's a pretty interesting chart here in the book that shows basically an exponential rise in all types of diseases. And the title of the chart is Correlation or Coincidence, Growth of Synthetic Soul Shoe Sales and Diabetes. So they're saying the chart shows a similar curve growth in the incidence of type 2 diabetes and sales of synthetic soul shoes in the U.S. since the 1950s. At that time, 95% of shoes were made with leather soles, many of which were conductive. Currently, 95% of shoes have synthetic non-conductive soles. A similar pattern exists for other health conditions as well. So again, they're saying that there's been an exponential rise in synthetic sole shoes produced, and then there's been an exponential rise in diabetes amongst other health conditions. So is there a correlation or coincidence? And that kind of harkens back to the prior solo soap from last week where they're talking about rubber-soled shoes potentially being the most dangerous invention of all time because it literally disconnects you from the earth. But moving on to the next section here, which is called More Efficient Cardiovascular Respiratory Nervous System Function. Reconnecting yourself to the earth may not produce the same effect as jumpstarting a dead battery, but it does work surprisingly fast to re-energize fatigued bodies and reduce pain. Earthing usually generates a healing response that people feel after 20 to 30 minutes. Pain reduction can occur much faster. In an attempt to clock the speed of earthing, so to speak, a study was organized by Dr. Chevier to measure different physiological values before, during, and after a 40-minute grounding session. The 27 healthy men and women ages 18 to 80 were used in the experiment. They were grounded with electrode patches applied to the soles of their feet and palms of their hands. For comparison, measurements were also taken during a similar length tension of sham grounding. Actual grounding produced the following results. An immediate reduction, within a few seconds, of skin conductance, indicating rapid activation of the calming mode parasympathetic nervous system. Skin conductance is a widely accepted measure of nervous system function. This result strengthens our understanding about stress reduction and improves sleep from grounding. Another one was an increased respiration rate and stabilization of blood oxygenation, as well as a slight increase in heart rate. These changes occurred about 20 minutes after grounding, commenced, and may suggest at the start of a healing process necessitating an increase in oxygen. Signs of more efficient oxygen consumption during grounded continued, as was documented, for at least 10 minutes after the cessation of grounding. This fascinating observation links earthing and a healing response to metabolic activity. We hypothesize that this metabolic activity increase is the source of the healing response and that metabolic activity increases more where the body needs more repair, such as a site of injury or acute inflammation. Interestingly, immediately after ungrounding, blood oxygenation became erratic and respiration rate became even slightly higher. The reaction suggests that the body does not like being quote-unquote unplugged from the earth. The study, published in 2010 in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, also showed that the more optimum measurements registered during 40 minutes of earthing shift back in about 10 to 20 minutes to pre-grounding levels after the body is unplugged from the earth. And then the next section here is power healing from trauma, less inflammation, faster recovery. 
A study was set up using DOMS, or delayed onset muscle soreness, as a model to test the impact of earthing on acute inflammation. Eight healthy males, ages 20 to 23, were put through a similar routine of toe raises while carrying a barbell on their shoulders equal to one-third of their body weight. The intense exercise was designed to create tissue injury and pronounced muscle soreness in the calves. In the experiment, each participant was exercised individually on a Monday morning and then monitored for the rest of the week while following a similar eating, sleeping, and living schedule in a hotel. For comparison, the group was divided in half. The men were either actually grounded or sham grounded throughout the entire week, day and night. And so when inflammation occurs, white blood cells scurry into action. Their numbers increase. And among the ungrounded men, there was an unexpected, dramatic increase in white blood cells at the stage when DOMS is known to reach its peak and greater perception of pain. The results indicates a typical heightened inflammatory response. By comparison, the grounded group experienced a slight decrease in the white blood cell response, indicating almost no inflammation and, for the first time ever documented, a short recovery time. At 24, 48, and 72 hours after exercise, the white blood count differences between the two groups were 10, 17, and 18%. The study, also published in 2010 in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, was conducted under the supervision of Dick Brown, PhD, a well-known exercise physiologist and trainer of elite athletes. This is a quote from Dick Brown. I now tell athletes I train to make every effort to ground themselves. They willingly do so because they have a sense that something is working. They say they have less pain, and that allows them to train more consistently and recover faster. That's a big deal because consistent training is so important to success. The next section here is less risk of metabolic syndrome. In 2010, earthing was tested on rodents in a laboratory setting the unpolished results revealed significant improvements in several biochemical factors associated with metabolic syndrome in humans, a widespread precursor to obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. In the experiment, two healthy groups of 30 rats each were used. One group was housed in cages fitted with grounded mats. The other group, the control animals, lived in similar but ungrounded cages. Blood samples were taken every month for six months and analyzed. Continued grounding resulted in progressive improvements. The substances monitored were alkaline phosphate, an enzyme, triglycerides, blood sugar, and C-reactive protein, which is a widely used indicator of chronic inflammation discussed in the previous chapter. The values of these substances were considerably lower in grounded animals, suggesting less risk for metabolic syndrome. Just as in the DOM study, there were also fewer white blood cells measured. The results tie in neatly with the increase in metabolic activity documented in the earlier experiment with human subjects where a relationship between earthing and a more efficient cardiovascular, respiratory, and nervous system function was observed. It makes sense that an increase in metabolic activity results in a lower risk of developing metabolic syndrome. The experiment, along with other observations over the years, permit the suggestion, if nothing more at this time, that living in an ungrounded state may be another important cause of metabolic syndrome. Again, living in an ungrounded state may be another important cause of metabolic syndrome. Just wanted to repeat that for emphasis because metabolic syndrome is rampant these days. One has to only look at today's youth who generally consume large amounts of inferior quality convenience food and drinks high in sweeteners and calories who are increasingly sedentary and who wear insulated running shoes from morning to night. For young people as well as for adults, the unholy trinity for metabolic syndrome and the serious disorders it gives rise to may thus be poor diet, lack of exercise, and lack of grounding. It is something to think about. Metabolic syndrome is characterized by a group of metabolic risks that include the following. Excessive fat tissue in and around the abdomen. Blood fat disorders, meaning high triglycerides, low healthy HDL cholesterol, and high harmful LDL cholesterol that contribute to plaque buildup in arterial walls. Elevated blood pressure. Insulin resistance or glucose intolerance. Conditions that interfere with the body's ability to properly use insulin or blood sugar a tendency to form clots in the blood, 
And lastly, a pro-inflammatory state in the body, that is, the presence of chemical substances associated with inflammation, such as elevated CRP. And then moving on to the next subsection here, which is, earthing strongly influences physiology. In 2010, we were pleased to learn about the work of two Polish doctors who had conducted a series of experiments to determine whether the Earth's natural electric charges influenced the regulation of human physiological processes. In one experiment with subjects, grounding during one single night of sleep resulted in statistically significant changes in concentrations of minerals and electrolytes in the blood serum, such as iron, ionized calcium, inorganic phosphorus, sodium, potassium, and magnesium. Renal excretion of both calcium and phosphorus was reduced significantly. The observed reductions in blood and urinary calcium and phosphorus directly relate to osteoporosis. The results suggest that even one night's earthen exposure reduces primary indicators of osteoporosis. In another experiment, earthen continually during rest and physical activity over a 72-hour period decreased fasting glucose among patients with non-insulin-dependent diabetes. In a third experiment, blood samples were drawn from six male and six female adults with no history of thyroid disease. A single night of grounding produced a significant decrease of free triiodothyronine, excuse me for butchering that, free T, and an increase of free thyroxine and thyroid-stimulating hormone. The meaning of these results is unclear, but suggests an earthing influence of thyroid metabolism. The Polish researchers concluded the report by saying that earthing the human body influences human physiological processes and suggest that it may be a primary factor regulating endocrine and nervous systems. In 2012, they further reported on a unique stability of the body's electrical functioning that occurs immediately and systemically upon grounding, as measured on various tissues of the body, including venous blood. Such changes disappear abruptly upon disconnecting the body from the earth. The findings suggest that the nervous system and brain react instantly to grounding and operate more stably as a result. And then moving on to, I believe it's the last section here. Oh, there's a couple more in this chapter, but the subsection is living longer and better. Anti-aging medicine involves the search for factors that can restore and maintain adequate energy resources and the circulation of vital energy throughout the body. This quest has been going on with humans throughout history. It's nothing new. Our research clearly shows that grounding has a powerful influence on the delicate balance between health and illness, and looming behind that, the prospect of living longer and better. This anti-aging prospect is clearly one of Earthing's most attractive aspects. The dominant theory of aging, the concept of free radical oxidative damage to the body, was first proposed by Denham Harmon, MD, of the University of Nebraska in 1956. The idea here is that aging results from the cumulative damage to the body produced by free radicals. And we know that's predominantly from the mitochondria. These molecules can damage DNA, leading to mutations and disease. They are formed by metabolic processes in the mitochondria, the power plants inside the cells, and can gradually harm mitochondrial functioning and energy production throughout the body. They cause cross-linking of proteins, chemical reactions that interfere with normal enzyme activity. This is what causes skin to wrinkle, for example. There is no way to prevent the formation of free radicals because every breath we take and every morsel of food we eat feeds the natural mitochondrial production of energy and free radicals as a byproduct. Because of the constant threat of free radicals, we are encouraged to eat foods rich in antioxidants. The living matrix, as one of its main biological functions, is set up to protect tissues from free radical damage. It represents a natural built-in antioxidant defense system. The matrix is all-pervasive, reaching into every corner of the body. If your matrix functions properly, and if you are connected to the earth, any free radical formed anywhere in your body will be neutralized by mobile electrons from the earth. This idea alone should motivate anyone to connect with the earth as much as possible day and night. I'm going to say that prior sentence one more time. If your matrix functions properly, and if you're connected to the earth, any free radical formed anywhere in your body will be neutralized by mobile electrons from the earth. 
Moving on. By understanding that the living matrix is a conductive fabric extending throughout the body and that grounding connects this system to the earth and an infinite source of free electrons, one can see that earthing could prove to have far-reaching anti-aging, antioxidant, and anti-inflammaging effects. Long-term controlled animal studies will enable us to verify or refute this profound hypothesis. Research done in Germany has described the matrix in terms of a systemic reservoir of charges designed to maintain electrical balance and supply electron in times of normal inflammatory need. Earthing provides recharging and keeps the reservoir full. Disconnection from the earth dries up the reservoir. And then to the last part of this section here, resetting your biological clocks. From our research, we believe that not only light conditions, but earth's energy as well coordinates the various biological clocks regulating hormone flow in the body. The slow and gentle rhythms of the earth's energy field are essential for maintaining these clocks. One example we have discussed is the day-night cortisol rhythm that is normalized when sleep is improved through grounding. Another example is the secretion of melatonin, which happens at night. Melatonin is widely known as a sleep-promoting factor. Since we have seen in our earlier studies that grounded people sleep better, we hypothesize that the rhythm of this hormone is also normalized when sleeping grounded. Any such normalization effect is important because melatonin is a powerful antioxidant, a major protector of the brain by preventing loss of brain cells by self-inflicted death. Given that variety of neurodegenerative diseases, such as Alzheimer's disease, Parkinsonism, and ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease, have a free radical component, it is assumed that melatonin may be useful in forestalling the consequences of these debilitating conditions and improving the psychological health of these patients. Researchers are postulating also that melatonin has several major functions that probably help to protect against psychiatric illnesses. At any point on the surface of the planet, the Earth's energy potential fluctuates according to the position of the sun and the moon, creating cycles such as the circadian cycle. This understanding helps to explain how passengers, after long flights across many time zones, can reset their internal clocks to local time, so to speak, and quickly reduce the effect of jet lag by going barefoot or grounding themselves after arriving at their destination. And so that's one thing I've been doing with my travels is as soon as possible at the location I arrive to, I ground, even whether it's just for five minutes or 10 minutes, at least grounding there and, and kind of resetting my internal clock to, to the local time, kind of as the book said here. This is the last section of the chapter here called Earthing and Your Genes. We know about the epigenetic factors and epigenetic controls of our genes, and that's what they're going to talk about here. Researchers have identified a number of immediate early genes, or IEGs, that respond within seconds to hours when something changes in one's environment. Evidence exists, in fact, that IEGs are so sensitive that words or thoughts can trigger adaptive changes in genomic expression. These genes regulate other genes, including those that operate the immune system. How you see and interpret the world around you selects which genes are going to be activated and modifies the readout to make proteins that best fit your environmental circumstances. Remarkably, some of these epigenetic patterns can be passed from parents to children. The idea of epigenetic inheritance has led to a general re-evaluation and intense study of how inheritance works. For people searching for natural cures, earthing is a dream come true. And now, the emerging field of epigenetics implies a bonus effect. The remarkable self-healing mechanisms that seem to be activated by earthing can affect not only ourselves, but are likely to also be passed on to our children and their children. Earthing may well have an even greater impact than we have thought by creating a beneficial ripple effect in the evolutionary process. And that's where I'm going to end today's solo sode. And that was just one chapter, but I think potentially the most important chapter in the book. And again, it's called Connecting the Dots. And, and Connecting the Dots, they did. And I think that's pretty remarkable to end on that note that potentially the grounding effects that you do to yourself, hopefully on a daily basis going forward here after you learn what I'm covering here in the book, that you start implementing it as often as possible on a daily basis going forward for myself doing the bed pad and doing these mats in my house. And of course, when the weather allows, I'll be grounding outside on Mother Nature itself. But regardless, the research shows you can still use these pads. You can use patches 
and still get the same benefits as grounding outside. And so not only are you helping yourself feel better, uh, reduce pain, mentally feel clear, get better sleep, and all of the above, but also there's implications for your children and their children. And I, th- I just think that's remarkable and really fascinating. It almost seems like it's that gets into the quantum realm of things that the electrons you're accruing on a consistent basis can be passed down to generations after you. So I think that's pretty darn profound. And it almost makes grounding bigger than yourself, meaning not only are you grounding for yourself, but you're grounding for your future generations, whether it's for your children and your great-grandchildren and beyond. So it makes the task at hand even more impactful, more profound, and again, it just makes it bigger than yourself. So just another reason to ground is, is for your future generations if you haven't had your kids yet. But I will leave you all on that thought. I hope you guys enjoyed that chapter. I think it's one of the most profound chapters in the book. And thus, there's a lot of takeaways, a lot of implications, a lot of impactful information. And at the end of the day, I hope you guys, if you haven't already, will begin to ground on a consistent basis, even if it's 10 or 20 minutes on a daily basis outside. But if you do have the financial backing and and are interested at grounding indoors, I highly recommend checking out the products on earthing.com. And and we'll leave a link in the show notes so you can utilize that and go straight to the website. But again, it's earthing.com. And that's where I got my grounding products. And I believe it's next week, we'll get into a lot of the anecdotes and stories of people with a wide array of health maladies and, and diseases and how earthing has profoundly changed their lives. But I'm a huge fan of Clint Ober and his work and what he's done for us, the people. And so I would highly recommend supporting him and his company, which is again, earthing.com. And they have darn near everything you could ask for. They have grounding sheets, grounding bed mats, grounding pads if you're going to sit in a chair, even grounding throw blankets. And I even got my dog his own grounding mat for his bed so that he can be grounding while he is sleeping as well, because of course he's been dealing with his fair share of illnesses. They even have like grounding sandals, grounding socks. They have everything. So go check out earthing.com. Once again, guys, thank you very much for listening. As always, I hope you're enjoying and absorbing a lot of this information. And in the end, hopefully applying it to your own health and or your friends and your family. And if you have found this information impactful, please go ahead and leave a quick five-star review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. That goes a long way to helping rank this podcast so that more people can find this information and like yourselves, learn about the information of whether it's red light therapy or other health and wellness tactics so that they can improve their health and wellness as well. As always, guys, thank you very much for your your, uh, support and listening to these podcast episodes. I appreciate every single one of you, and I hope you have a fantastic week, a wonderful weekend, and as always, light up your health. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolite.shop and our YouTube channel, Biolite. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.